0: Welcome to our online service. Wherever you are, we just wanted to know that God loves you. Today I'm speaking on the subject, seeing beyond challenges. It's been a few weeks now since we've been on this journey, and I must admit, there have been times that I have thought, Lord, When is this going to come to an end? I don't know what you are facing. Many of us are facing different things. Some of you at home, it's a challenge. Either you're by yourself and you're feeling alone, maybe lonely, frustrated. When is this going to come to an end? Something needs to change. I want to encourage you, you're not alone. There are many that feel the same way. May the Lord be your strength. But I also encourage you, don't let this time go by without making it count. My heart goes out to those of you who have lost a loved one. And because of social distancing, it's difficult to relate to people that are close to you. You can't get together easily because you live in different parts either of the world or or the country that you're in. And it's difficult The Lord understands your pain. I know of some people that are in that category. And I just want to say to you, may the comfort of the Lord be with you at this time. And some of you, you've got things to rejoice about. But again, the situation is such that you've either had to cancel your plans or you've had to celebrate on a very, very small scale. And that also has been a challenge. Those of you who have been furloughed from work or you've actually lost your work altogether, because maybe the company or the people you were working for have just gone bust. Here in the United Kingdom, I know that and in different parts of the world, there is some support. But you might be watching from a place where there is support from nowhere else and you only have the Lord to look to or maybe a few friends that you can count on at this time. You're going through a challenge. May the Lord strengthen you at this time. For us who are in ministry seeking to lead churches in this virtual space... I must admit, there have been times I've felt a bit out of my comfort zone. But here we are having to do church online fully and to minister to people with the hope that the Spirit of God, wherever you are present, whether you're watching on your couch, in the kitchen, you're sitting in your car, you're watching this later, may the Holy Spirit be alive to you wherever you are today. I pray that you will be strengthened as you hear God's word. What God has put on my heart today will really encourage you. So I encourage you to stay tuned as we continue in the book of Acts. We are in Acts chapter 10, from verse 34 to 48. And as I look at seeing beyond challenges, I want to approach it with three questions What do you perceive? What do you believe? And what needs to change? So, what do you perceive? Verse 34 says, Then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, whoever fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. So Peter needed a fresh perspective. He needed to see things differently. So he chose to look up. Oftentimes when we are in a situation we need to, and we are, we are limited by our view, the Lord often helps us by giving us the opportunity to look up. That he might give us a different perspective. And Peter, because of tradition, because of how he was brought up, as a faithful Jewish young man and faithful to their traditions and to what the old covenant taught us at this time before the new covenant was ushered in by Christ, Jews and Gentiles had very little to do together. So as a Jew, he struggled. His biggest challenge was, Lord, I know you've called me, but if you're asking me to reach people who are beyond my comfort zone, People I don't normally relate to, that is a challenge. How do I go about this? Something I've never done in the previous verses we've seen. And Brother Philip spoke on this brilliantly last week. He had to get a fresh perspective. His perspective on those who were non-Jews was that somehow God's favor was more on the Jew than the non-Jew. And he did not recognize at this time that the finished work of Jesus had made available to the Gentile and to the Jew the same promise of reconciliation, forgiveness of sins, a new start, and an enjoying, the, the, the ability to enjoy the inheritance that is in Christ Jesus. And so Peter faced a challenge. What are you facing? What mountain is ahead of you that has clouded your vision? What affects the way you see things? For Peter, it was predominantly tradition, culture, but also his understanding of scripture at this time. And as we continue, we will see what the Lord did for him. But as he looked within, he was challenged. He realized that I don't see these people like that because as the sheet was let down for him, he saw unclean animals. And for him, these unclean animals meant the Lord saying to him, rise up, kill and eat. He said, I couldn't do that. That's just something I can't do. And sometimes when we are so stuck in something and a fresh perspective is about to break forth, and I want to encourage you, even in spite of the challenges in this lockdown, in this quarantine, in this phase that we are in, with COVID-19 redefining a lot of things, can I say to you, don't waste this time. Because in the midst of challenge are great opportunities. In the midst of challenges, there are open doors. There are opportunities if only we would see things differently. And for Peter, he needed to see something different. And so the Lord opened his eyes and he looked up and he saw something different. He had another perspective. And that's how he could say, I perceive that in truth, God shows no partiality. Because as he looked within, he saw that in himself, He didn't see things quite like that. And often our perspective is different from God's perspective. The way we perceive things is different from the way he perceives things. And he wants to give us his perspective on things, that we will perceive things from his view. And that's what he was helping Peter to see. And today, if you're sick, if you're facing redundancy, you're facing uncertainty about your future, You're a student. You're not sure what the next step looks like because the academic system is all shaken up. You're not sure what what will happen. University, whatever, what are your next steps? Apprenticeship, what are you planning to do? You're not sure because everything is shaken. The economies of the world are shaken and it's affecting the way we perceive things. The Lord will say to all of us, look up because I will give you another perspective and you would have hope in the midst of all of this. As he looked within and he saw himself that this wasn't good enough, he realized, no, something needed to change. So, what did he do? He also looked out. And it was very clear as he looked out that he could see that God had made provision that all the people of every nation will have the experience, can have the experience of knowing him Anyone who seeks him, that will become their reality. I'll come back to this point a bit later. The second question is, what do you believe? Now, as Peter was exploring what the Lord was challenging him about, The Lord was touching on some key things in his life. Now, as he began, he began to declare, I perceive that God shows no partiality. But he says something else, which I want to just pull out. So, from verse 36, he, what do you believe? He says, the word which God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ, that he is Lord of all. I have three parts of this question: What do you believe about God? And whatever you believe should lead you to say something. So what do you believe about God? Number three, what do you believe about yourself? and what do you believe about your situation or your purpose, your assignment, your future? What does it look like? What do you believe? And we, the Word of God with God sent to the children of Israel, preaching peace through Jesus Christ. So he begins to declare what he believes about God and he says it through what the, Lord of, what the word of God has proclaimed. That word which you know, which was proclaimed to you through all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. What do you believe? Verse 39. And we are witnesses of all these things. So he starts off by talking about what he believes about God. What do you believe about God? What do you say to yourself about what you believe who God is? When we face challenges, it's important that as we look up and we get a different perspective, we say what we believe. And if you don't yet know what you believe about God, I encourage you, he is revealed himself through the person of Jesus Christ and he really wants to have a personal relationship with you. You may be watching far away in another country or very nearby from this physical space that I'm broadcasting from. Wherever you are, I want you to know that there's no place too far. You're, no, you're not too far from the grace of God. He cares about you and he wants to touch you right where you are. Whatever you're experiencing, he can give you a fresh perspective. So Peter confesses what he believes. He begins to declare what he believes about God. After that, he remembers what he believes about himself. himself. He says, we are witnesses. He remembered. Sometimes we need, it's like the penny drops. It's like a wow moment. When you're going through something, you just see it differently. You get a wow moment. And for him, it was like, yes, I remember this now. We are witnesses of all these things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed by hanging on a tree on a cross. Him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly. He's confessing what he believes, not only about God, but what he believes about himself in the story. Whatever your face, I encourage you. Encourage yourself that there's strength in you. What has God called you for? What has he put in your life? What have you got to offer? Begin to remind yourself of those things. And Peter, as if he began to speak, I have a witness. I saw him. I saw him. He died. And I saw him raised from the dead. Faith ignited in his spirit afresh. But he's sharing with these people in their home. Can I also say something, beloved? In these times where we cannot physically meet, and for some of you, it's, never, it's not new because you don't yet belong to a local church. But for those of us who belong somewhere, it's always, it's not been easy. Where well, we can't physically meet, but we're open online. These are opportunities as well. Although it's difficult that we can't physically meet, let's not be limited by these times. Let's explore the opportunities that we have ahead of us. And let's just go for it. Just go with it. I encourage you, there are opportunities even in this time. If you can believe a different story, if you can believe that in this time, things can still work out, even if I've been furloughed, even if I've been let off work, even if things are going difficult, even if my children are driving me mad, even if things look ugly, there's a way. Speak yourself out of this. Begin to speak life into this situation. Begin to speak life into this situation. Begin to speak hope. Remind yourself, if you have received any promise from God, I encourage you, speak it. He says, we, were, we are witnesses of all these things. And though he was killed, God raised him up. Him God raised on the third day and showed him openly. Not to all the people, but to witnesses. Chosen before God, even to us who ate and drank with him. After he rose from the dead. Peter is reciting these truths. He believes Something about God. He's declared what he believes. I'll go back to verse 38. Something he said about what he believed. He talked about what Jesus did. He said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Peter declared what he believed about God, what he believed about himself. And this thing he's saying about Jesus, may that be real for you today. I pray that you would experience the Christ who was anointed to heal the sick. If you're sick in any part of your body, as you watch this broadcast, May you be touched by the power of God. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. If you have received the doctor's report, put your hands on it and just say, Father, I thank you that I am healed in the name of Jesus. May the Lord touch you today. If you are sick, I pray healing to manifest in your body. Somebody watching me, yes, your child is unwell and you are concerned for your child. If you understand what I'm talking just... Receive on behalf of your child. Or if your child is next to you, you can pray for them. Just say, in the name of Jesus. For Jesus anointed, he was empowered to do miracles. And so has he sent us out who believe in his name. That we will see the power of God working today. So as Jesus was empowered to do miracles, today he's still doing miracles through his people in the lives of many people. So receive the touch of God. For he anointed him to do good works, to heal the sick, and that everywhere he went, he was a life-giving source. I pray that any way in which the enemy is oppressing you, oppressing your mind, and somebody watching, your mind has come under a lot of oppression recently. I pray that the oppression will be lifted in the name of of Jesus, I pray that you would have clarity of mind, clarity of thought. I pray every oppression, those of you who are struggling, you can't sleep. I speak peace into that storm. Peace into your storm. Peace into your storm. Receive the touch of God. I pray every storm that has come against you, everything that has come to pull you down, everything that has come to confuse you, everything that has come to make you lose hope, there may be somebody even watching and you're on the brink of thinking of taking your life. I want to say to you, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because there's life after the challenge. There's still life after the storm. As we speak peace to your storm, receive that now in the name of Jesus. Be made whole. Be made whole in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You can chat with our online pastors. If you have a prayer request, please put it forward and we will stand with you and pray with you. If you're sick or you're facing any challenge and you want somebody to stand with you and say, I'm stuck. I need help. I don't know what to do. I've lost hope. We will stand with you and we pray that the Jesus who healed the sick, who went about doing good, will manifest himself in your life and you will experience his healing, his goodness and his deliverance from oppression in the name of Jesus. Somebody watching me, fear has gripped you. You're gripped with anxiety and worry about tomorrow. May the Lord speak peace to you in Jesus' name. Receive His peace. Receive His peace now. Receive His peace. Receive His peace. So after Peter has declared what he believes about God, what he believes about himself, I encourage you also to do the same. And then we see he also. talks about his purpose. He says, and we are witnesses of all these things which he did both in the land of the Jews and in Jerusalem, whom they killed hanging on a tree, him God raised up on the third day and showed him openly, not to all the people, but to witnesses chosen before God, even to us who ate and drank with him. As I made this point earlier, the point I'm just, just emphasizing here is as Peter Reminded himself of the purposes of God for his life. He was encouraged afresh. What encourages you? Don't speak down to yourself. Encourage yourself in the Lord. And hope would begin to rise again in your situation. So, what do you believe? What do you believe? So, as Peter Then in verse 42, he reminds himself of the purpose of God. Sometimes when we are faced with a challenge and our perception is all fuzzy and we can't quite see our way forward, we forget that there is a bigger purpose for which we're called to live for. For Peter, the purpose over his life was to preach the gospel to everyone. And Jesus told them before he left And that's what Peter is reminding himself of. Of his purpose. Do you have a purpose? Do you have an assignment? What are you you here for? What do you have to offer? Don't exclude yourself. It's those who think that they have nothing else to bring. Who think that life is over. Don't give up. Peter reminded himself. He said he commanded us. He begins to declare. What his purpose is. And that strengthens him. I do that to myself when I feel low sometimes. And I'm thinking, oh, I may be overwhelmed by this. I don't know what to do. I remind myself. I remind myself. Strengthen yourself. Speak to yourself. He says. He reminded himself of his purpose. He commanded us to preach to the people. That was his purpose. What is yours? Are you on the front line? Are you a helper? Are you a mother at home with children? Are you a father at home with children? Are you by yourself? Are you single? Are you married? Are you, are, you, are you finding things tough? Is your marriage on the brink of a breakdown? There is hope. There is hope. There is hope. If you're a teenager, a young person, a young adult... Somebody in in your older years, don't give up. You still have a purpose. And when you know your purpose and you remind yourself of your purpose, then what the challenge is? Your perception will be different. As you look up, you look in, and you look out, and you remember, I have a purpose. I'm living for something bigger than myself. And anyone who lives for something beyond themselves will live to face another day. Because tough times come, but tough people will face it and go through it. And you're coming through. I see you coming through. I see you coming through this. I see you coming through whatever you're experiencing. I see you coming through because greater is He that is in you than is He that is in the world, or greater is He that wants to reveal Himself to you. Will you allow Him? And Peter, as He declared, I can just see Peter, I can imagine Him just strengthening the afresh, strengthened as He's speaking. I've been commanded to preach, I face a challenge. Yes, I've got a new perspective. I can see it. God shows no partiality. In him, there's no partiality. Yes. But what's my part in this? I'll preach. I'll do my part. And to testify that he who was ordained by God to be judge of both the living and the dead. And Peter just reminds himself, Beloved, if you're watching me, maybe you've just tuned in. Or you've been on broadcast for a little longer. I encourage you, don't tune. Don't don't hang up. Stay tuned because today could be the day that you would encounter the living Christ. He came as a savior. He gave himself. He prayed for the sick. And eventually when he died on the cross and he rose again, Peter then reminds us he's coming back again as a judge of both the living and the dead. Do you Know where your future is when it comes to God. Do you have a relationship with him? Because when he comes as a judge of the living and the dead, where will you stand? Life is available now for he's appointed unto man to die once and after that comes the judgment. Do you have a, a good standing with God? Have you yet responded to his love? Have you yet responded to his invitation? Today, right there where you are in your home, on your couch, in your kitchen, in your bedroom. He's speaking to you. He says, I care about, he actually knows your name. He knows where you live. He knows what you're going through. You say, how how do you know that? I can see the evidence from scripture. He knows your name. He knows your story. He knows what you're going through. He knows your tears. And he's just come to encourage you to lift up your head again. Wipe your tears. The challenge is there. But may you have a fresh perspective As you go through. So as Peter declares his purpose, something is happening in the room. So he's preaching about what he believes about God, what he believes about himself, and about his purpose. What about you? You do the same. As we continue, the question is: what needs to change? Verse 34. There are three points under this one. Let go of the past. Embrace the present and step into the future. Let go of the past. Almost all of us have something that has capacity to hinder us from going forward. And we're shaped by different things in life. Shaped by culture, upbringing, experiences, the things we go through. Shaped by the people that surround us. I don't know who you want to shape you or who who is shaping you. I encourage you to be intentional about what shapes you. Intentional about what you listen to, what you you watch, what you give yourself to. Because even good people can be influenced by bad. Why not be a, a positive influence over somebody's life? And the greatest influence in a person's life is where the word of God changes your heart And becomes the way in which you live your life. That becomes the field through which you see life. And you view people. You view people through the lens of God's word. And what the Holy Spirit wants to do. Is to come. Live inside of us. And if he's already in us. He wants to be alive in us. So that our perspective on life will be different. That we will look at things from God's perspective. That will affect the way we see ourselves. And the way we see others as well. Look up. Look in and look out. On this point, if we are going to make any changes, some key things are necessary. You've got to let go of the past. Some of you listening to me, you've got to let go of the bitterness. Let go of your failure. Let go of that failed relationship. Walk away. That business that didn't work, that has consumed you, that mistake you made, it's in the past. Let go of it. Because God wants to do a new thing. In the passage, there's about something new is about to be ushered. But then it makes reference to something important here. So while Peter was speaking, these words, as he was speaking, what he believed about God, what he believed about himself, what he believed about the assignment on his life, as he was speaking to Cornelius and his household, everybody that was in his household that morning, Something was taking place. Peter had friends with him. And these friends were Jews, lovely people, great people. They loved God. But something was missing in their understanding of the bigger story. They lived in the past. I'm going to point out in a a minute. What are you living in the past about? As somebody watching me, you can't get over that divorce. You can't get over the bereavement. And my heart breaks, my heart goes out for you. But even more, the Lord's heart goes out for you. Somebody, you're so broken about what you've lost. And there's somebody watching me, and hey, you've lost a loved one, and it is painful. I do not take that light, and I do not treat that lightly. You've gone through hell. You've gone through a really, really difficult time. But may your life not be defined by that, I pray. That you come out of that. Come out of that cave. Come out of that place. Come out of that place of despair, may hope arise in you again. I encourage you, forget the past. And for some of us, we have got to forget the past successes because good is often the enemy of the best. The things that you've, you've experienced that were good, there's a new day ahead. There are new things the Lord wants to do. Even in these COVID times, there are opportunities that you probably did not even realize were there. So the passage says, as Peter was speaking, as he was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who were present as they were listening. Verse 35. and those of the circumcision, that's very, very key. Those of the circumcision who believed were astonished. Why were they astonished? Because they had a perception. Their perception was that, wow, how could, how could that happen? These people are not physically circumcised. That's not possible. Come on, what's going on here? Let go of the past. Because God is doing a new thing. It's a new day. Jesus has made available to all people, circumcised and non-circumcised, salvation is available to all. It's available to all. It's available to all. Oh, thank you, Lord. That is really, really exciting. I'll go back to a point from the previous one in a second. Something Peter was saying about his Purpose. Yes. That's. Sorry. Yes. Verse 43. As he commanded them to preach and to testify, Peter says something important to him and all the prophets' witness that through his name, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. Have you believed that? Whoever believes. Whoever believes, as Peter is preaching this, and the Holy Spirit now falls upon these people, wow! The people there who are stuck in the past, thinking that's that's the, how is this, how is this possible? God is about to break into your situation. There's a suddenly coming for somebody, somebody you're going to experience a suddenly wherever you are. I pray that a suddenly will manifest in your situation. But if it doesn't manifest suddenly, may you be open. To heaven's visitation in your situation. If you're afraid of a report you've heard medically, of a financial situation, of a future situation that you're concerned about, I pray that the Holy Spirit will so visit you this morning, that you'll be so transformed in the way you think. Let go of the past. Let go of the past. Let go of the past. Very interestingly, as I'll I'll read something from Colossians chapter 2 verse 11 in him this is the Apostle Paul writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands by putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. You were buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith that is working in the working of God who raised him up from the dead. And being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him having forgiven all trespasses and has wiped out the handwriting and the requirements that were against us which were contrary to us. I'll explain. So Paul is writing to people who have both a Jewish background and a non-Jewish background. And he uses this word circumcision where these people, and he specifically talks about the circumcision because they they believed that as a people of covenant, and they were a people of covenant, and the circumcision was the mark of the covenant for the Jew. But as Christ came, a new circumcision began. It was no longer a physical circumcision. It was a circumcision of the heart. So that anybody who came to Christ had their heart just as it was physical. Now it was spiritual. Is your heart circumcised? Has your heart been cut? Has your heart been surrendered to Jesus? Anyone who comes to him has that mark that says you now are a child of covenant, you are a child of covenant. So, as Peter is preaching these words, and their hearts are open, they are repented. It doesn't say, but it's happening on their inside, and they are changing. They are open, and they've received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Something begins to change. Have you surrendered your life to Him? Have you received? But if you live in the past, you cannot accept what God is doing in the future. You can't even embrace today, let alone what God is doing. And for these ones, they needed to know that the physical circumcision is over. It's now time for a new, it's a new day. In Christ, anyone who comes to him has a heart that is circumcised. Whether you're watching from India, from Cambodia, from Iran, from Pakistan, in any country in Africa, in Asia, where you're watching across our nation here in Great Britain, this is true. Paul said, I perceive it. All people, all nations, everywhere, this is true for them. And for these people, they had to break out of the past. They had to let go of the past. And then they had to do something else. When they let go of the past, because for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Wow. Wow. This reminded them of the the day of Pentecost when only Jews gathered. Circumcised Jews. That's for the men. But for the women, as long as you were born within a covenant family, a Jewish covenant family, you were impacted with the same same covenant blessing you walked in. And as they worshipped on the day of Pentecost, only Jews, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Now in this home, Where there are non-Jews, a new day has begun. I pray for you that today could be a new day for you. A new day could be today for you. That you will embrace the Holy Spirit. You will embrace the power of God. I pray for a Christian that somebody you've been in a in, you've been in a rot for a long time. You've been stuck. You've been in a you've been in one place for a long time. God is about to break into your situation today. Receive the touch of God. Receive the touch of God. Somebody, receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit where you are now. I see the Holy Spirit just filling you right there, right in your bedroom, right in your in your kitchen, right on your stool, in your in your living room, right there, right there. Whether you're sitting in your car and watching this message, if you're watching you later right there where you are I see the power of God right where you are touching your life your mind, your heart, let go of the past, let go of the pain let go of the failure even let go of your successes so that you can step into something new, Peter had a lot of success under his belt but this was a new day, this was a new day this was a new day what needs to change Embrace the present. And Peter said, can, you, can anyone forbid water as the Lord was doing something right there? Peter recognized, I've got a mission. I've got a mandate. I've got a message. But here is a new day. It's a new day. God is doing something new. I've never seen him quite do it like this before. But I am flexible. Are you flexible? When you embrace the present, you've got to be willing to be flexible. Because those who are stuck in the past may never break into the future. I'm sure you do want to break in, but embrace the present. Peter, recognizing what the Holy Spirit was doing right then and then, he was flexible. He said, you know what? I'm willing, let's just do this. They've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit already anyway. They're praying in tongues. They're filled. May you be filled as well. And he says, can anyone forbid them from being water baptized? And there they are. He's open to the Holy Spirit. And he baptizes these people. And he commanded them. So Peter says, can anyone forbid water? That these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Then they asked him to stay a few days. Peter was willing to stay because something had changed in him. He let go of the past. He embraced the present willing to be flexible. What are you willing to change? What needs to change? And he stepped into the future. He stayed a bit longer, something he did not plan to do. The Lord is going to give you some creative ideas. Some of you watching me, you're going to have a dream or the Lord's going to give you some ideas as you just some of you songwriters time to write another song. You've got a poem, write again. Write a book. Write your story. Write your troubles. Write through, sing through your pain. May the Lord give you strength to lift up your head. Look up. Look in. But look out. And you will see what God is doing. Right across the world, there are opportunities. Today, people are coming to Christ in their numbers. People are receiving a fresh encounter with the Holy Spirit. You can be a candidate today. You know where you are? You can lift up your hands right there and say, Jesus, I welcome you into my life. Holy Spirit, fill my life afresh. I don't want to live in the past. I want to embrace the present. And I want to step into my future with confidence. I may not always be certain of what it would look like. I may not always be sure. But one thing I can trust you to do is because you're in my life, I know I can face tomorrow. Because you live, I can face tomorrow. Because you're with me, I can face tomorrow. The Lord be with you. As I draw this to a close, I just want to recap. Seeing beyond challenges. What do you perceive? Look up, look in, and look out. What do you believe about God about yourself, about your purpose and what needs to change. Let go of the past, embrace the future, embrace the present and step into your future. The Holy Spirit is real. He is a person and he wants to feel you now. Receive his touch. Receive his touch for healing. Receive his touch for wisdom. Receive his touch for fresh inspiration and may Jesus fill your heart and your home May your home be his church. His presence is with you. God bless you. Let's bow our heads. Thank you, Father, for the opportunities for your word to be spoken to our hearts. Thank you that your word helps us to be transformed by the way we think, that we perceive things differently. So have your way among us. Thank you for helping people to drop the past, forgive people in the past, forgive Let go of the past, even our successes, and step into new things with you. And thank you that today somebody is coming to Christ and somebody is being filled with the Holy Spirit, that together we will seize this opportunity, walk in our assignment, live for you and for your glory. In Jesus' name I ask this. Amen. Amen.